Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Hello there, Scoob Believer. Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen trying to figure out my analytics for all of my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics. That's right. Elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I can see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 51. That's a five and a one. Welcome to the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoobalievers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello, Scoobalieber, and welcome to another episode of The Undiscovered Entrepreneur, where today we're actually getting started with another three-part episode of Experienced Entrepreneurs. So we're talking to our very first author. That's right. We have somebody that uh, has written actually a couple books as our first experienced entrepreneurs of the three. We are talking to Eleanor and uh, has some fantastic stories, stories that are just absolutely amazing. So listen in to Eleanor. Salutations, Scoop Believers, and we are here again with another experienced entrepreneur. That's right. We are here with Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. How are you? Hi, Jesse. I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for agreeing to be in the Undiscovered Entrepreneur. I really appreciate you being here today. Well, it's nice to be a guest. Thank you for the honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, Eleanor is an experienced entrepreneur. She's actually written a couple books. So this is officially our very first author we've had on the Undiscovered Entrepreneur. So thank you so much for writing the books that you've written and agreeing to be on my agreeing to be my first author. <laughs> it's a privilege. Thank you. <laughs> 
All right. So what I'd like you to do for me, if you could, is just kind of describe for me, you know, the beginning of your entrepreneur adventure, uh, what you're actually doing for your entrepreneur adventure and how that all came about. Okay. Well, it's an unusual story. First, I was in sales for 11 years, always the top producer because it's a natural for me in communications. And I was an embarrassment to the men at the time. So every year I had to go find a new job because I was essentially kicked out. Um, after 11 years of this, I thought I'd take a day off to myself. I was at a red light and suddenly, boom, someone slammed into the back of my car about 60 miles an hour. I told the doctor I could feel my brain swaying around in my head. So, um, I was a, on a stretcher waiting to be admitted. And I'm one who survived a near death experience. Mm. And in the moment, a vision came to me that I had high life marks, but it was time to begin giving back to communities. So being the natural salesperson, I I wholeheartedly promised to give back to communities any way I could. But with a qualification, I need to be able to walk out of the hospital on my own so that I could give back my best. I saw a blink of a flashlight, boom, and that was it. Anyways, the next morning, heavily medicated, the surgeon said, Mrs. Stutz, when you wake up, most likely you'll be paralyzed. And I heard most likely as being he didn't expect me to survive. But given the visions and what happened, I said in no uncertain terms, doctor, when I wake up, I fully expect to be well. He jumped backwards before cutting me open. Hours later, he said, there's no rhyme or reason for what happened, but in four days, you will begin, you will walk out of this hospital on your own. It was an ICU that I mentally began my entrepreneurial uh, plan, and I took it from there. I never stopped, and the commitment to my audience is always with me. Wow, what a fantastic story. I'm I'm actually glad you're st- sitting here in front of me right now after all that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's been quite a journey. So I just want to say two inspirational um, expressions came to me. Believe, become, empower. Believe you can do it. Become that person and empower others to do the same. And never give up, find a better way. Your worst experiences are your gifts in disguise. Absolutely. 100% I'm with you on that. I'm always talking to my school believers about how we have failures and things like that. But out of those failures become new experiences and learning and knowledge and things like that. So thank you so much for saying that, Eleanor. I really super appreciate that. Absolutely. All right. So the two books, uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, uh, the two books that are behind are books that you've written, correct? That's correct. So how did those two books come about after your experience? Okay. Um, well, <laughs> it was a humiliating experience in California where I was laughed off a stage upon saying I was a sales trainer. This was after my successful career. So someone kindly took me aside and said, to establish credibility, you have to write a book. My phone wasn't ringing, nothing to lose. So all those awful corporate stories were entered into my manuscript one after another. I call it a corporate tell-all with names changed to protect the guilty. And instantly it was featured in Time Magazine, became an international bestseller, and now it's evergreen among the classics. Number two, my commitment to community service 
was to teach job seekers how to sell themselves on interviews. It's sales techniques you need to use on interviews. And so um, I began speaking in front of small groups. And this is a funny story. A tech guy came one day in Mountain View and said, I want you to know I don't believe in any of this. I think it's ridiculous. So I said, okay, do me a favor. Please sit down and wait till the whole program's over and then let me know your final thoughts. He did. And he said, I apologize. Um, 100% with you. I'm going to buy your book. And I got, I'm sorry, the book wasn't published yet. I'm going to take you up on it. But I got hundreds of thank you notes over the first few years, which prompted the writing of the book after the fall of the economy in 2008. Mm. Hired, how do you sales techniques to sell yourself on interviews? All right. So the so if you're listening to the podcast, uh, just so you know, uh, what are the two books that you wrote, the title of the two books that you wrote? Okay, the first, Nice Girls Do Get the Sale, Relationship Building That Gets Results, and then Hired, How to Use Sales Techniques to Sell Yourself on Interviews. And they mo- both may be found either on my website or on Amazon. Perfect. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and link up to those in the show notes. So if you are interested in any of these books that Eleanor is talking about, because it sounds like they're fantastic, and I'm definitely going to take advantage of that for sure. Uh, We're going to go ahead and link both the website and Amazon links so we can take a look at those. Is that okay? Absolutely. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right. So next, if you could for me, um, in your first year of your entrepreneur adventure, and I guess we're talking about the books at this point, were there some, I mean, you actually had some great experiences so far, but some problems or pitfalls that you've had besides the one you've already talked about um, in your entrepreneur adventure. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, sure. I, I was a little timid, but then to my benefit, a mar- person who I viewed as a marketing genius said, I'm starting a group on how to use social media was just announced. Would you like to participate? I said, absolutely, count me in. She said, but there's one manner you need to change. And I said, what's that? So she said, you're highly competitive. You need to start becoming collaborative. And all the people I knew, that was the last thing I wanted to do. And then I said to myself, well, I've got nothing to lose. I've got to build business and I'll change my mindset, see what happens. And boom, as I say, she was a marketing genius. Everything happened for the better. Yeah, and that's kind of the way it was for me, too. Now, I've always been a collaborative kind of guy, but when I actually got into my entrepreneur adventure and I started actually collaborating with other podcasters, other entrepreneurs, it just seems like they wanted me to, they were actually wanted me to help. They wanted to help me, you know? And, and my first thought on that whole thing was I'm, I'm a competition. So why would they even want to help me? So I was kind of in my little box, you know, but once I actually spread my wings out and said, Hey, can you help me with this? They're like, sure. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Okay, cool. So kind of the same thing for you too. It just seems like you're your own person. That's a good thing. But once you actually started collaborating, everything kind of came together for you. That's exactly right. And doors opened. And the interesting thing was I was writing my blog so people would know who I was. And then I realized one day I'm going to run out of ideas, fresh content. So I thought maybe it's time to collaborate with the content. And I began inviting guests. 
and boom, the doors opened up for all kinds of opportunities. It's been remarkable. So my, my qualification is collaborate with those who share similar priorities and values and walk away from those who don't. And you should do well. Exactly. And we got to remember, too, we are the the product of the five people we spend our most time with. So as long as those five people that we spend our most time with are people that are willing to help us, are people that are willing to collaborate and help us along in our entrepreneur adventure, that's what's going to happen is things will just get a lot better for us. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So back when you were getting started, and it sounds like you actually had a couple mentors, but do you have one or two people besides what you've mentioned so far that were really kind of mentors that pointed you in a specific direction? The marketing person was, and then um, it was a small group, and the people in that group, different fields, but we learned from one another, and it was extremely helpful. Okay. Uh, do you remember the name of the person again? I'm sorry. I, I didn't catch that again. Oh, the name of the person? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, as I said, <laughs> she was brilliant. Her company name was Whispering Energy, which oh, I okay. thought was perfect for social media. Her name was Malati Drew, but sadly, she's no longer with us. Oh, okay. Okay. Does she still have content out there we can listen to, though? I don't believe so. so? Okay. It was a long time ago. I uh, got you. Well, th- I'm glad she did what she did to get you to where you are now. Thank you. All right. You've actually talked to, I'm actually, I might even skip this one. I was going to ask you if you had some failures and and pitfalls that you came across, but I think we kind of covered that already. (laughs) I had a lot of failures. (laughs) I'm a failure queen. (laughs) So if we're going to go to it that way, let's go to this question instead. Do you have a failure you're most proud of? I mean, I'm glad I had this failure. Is there something like that? Well, I'd say the the biggest impact was the broken neck. But um, my career was annoying because I sold so well and made friends with all my clientele. And corporate was so nasty to me. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that, and I think that's why a lot of us, especially nowadays, we're going to solopreneurs and entrepreneurs because we're kind of tired of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, in many cases, I was the sole female rep. And that didn't, uh, I'll I'll tell you about one story and nice girls do get the sale. So you get the idea. Oh, good. Yes. It was the fourth month. I was the top producer and the manager says, okay, you guys not speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Eleanor's going to make her numbers and in honor of those, I'm going to treat you guys to a lingerie fashion show, to which I jumped out of my chair and I said, what? They're my numbers. Let's go to lunch. Let I'll even go to a ball game if you want. But we're not doing that. And he said, oh, yes, we are. And the place he had in mind was a motel in a lousy part of town. Oh, boy. And I didn't know what to do. I couldn't stop it. Spoke with my husband. <laughs> he said, I'm not touching that one. Honest to goodness, my car drove me to the event, and you'll never guess what happened next. Um, They were seated at a long table, dining table, and the seat at the very end was vacant. I took that seat, and instead of letting them enjoy that 
mother-daughter combo, I started shouting out questions about the copiers we were to be selling so that they wouldn't enjoy the show. And at the very end, to embarrass the director, I said, are you going to their motel room to see the outfits they model? And that was it. He, he was so beat red, you couldn't even imagine. I got up and walked out. And they swore when we all got back, they would never, ever do that again because I embarrassed them. No end. Right, right. As well, you had the, you know, you had, you almost had to at that particular point. It just sounded like, ugh, I don't even want to touch that. Just like you said, that's just terrible. That was just terrible. Um, I being a former car salesman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm going to go there. Car stories too. <laughs> yeah, oh, I got all kinds of stories too. But um, it, it was interesting to me to watch. We had very few female car salesmen. And it and a couple of the places I worked at, I'm not going to mention them, but a couple of places I worked at, they kind of experienced kind of the same thing similar as you, where they weren't treated, you know, as equals. They weren't, you know, it just wasn't right, you know. And even if I wanted to say anything, they would, they'd be like, oh, what are you talking about? That kind of thing, you know, they'd like deny it or whatever. So I'm really glad you were able to stay uh, stand up to them. Well, I have to tell you, at age four, I came home crying from kindergarten, and my dad said, if you don't stand up to the bullies, nobody will ever stand up for you. And that was my lesson. I've had it my entire life. And it seems to be working for you, Eleanor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> my underlying tagline is, don't mess with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. like to know is in the vast number of accomplishments that you've had like the books and everything else do you have one that kind of stands out um well the one that i enjoyed most probably i had an opportunity to train with les brown who's the inspirational speaker coach trainer and he tweaked my near-death story and about how to motivate people to rise to their best and I used to deliver keynotes at conferences, and by the end, every single time, there'd be thunderous applause. It was remarkable, and I really owe it to Les. Awesome. Thank, thank you, Les, uh, wherever you may be <laughs> at this particular point. We always want to keep that accomplishment under our belt so we have something to kind of look back at, and, and it actually drives us forward. All right. So may I tell you one more story? Oh, um, please. Yes. At the beginning of my sales career, they didn't want to train me. They thought it would be a waste of money because I was going to fail anyway. So I enrolled in a Dale Carnegie three-month-long um, program, public speaking. And the first night, I was scared to death to announce my name. By the end of it, um, I was announced as the grand prize winner. And the reason is the motto was share stories wherever you are with whomever you are with. And I began sharing some of the corporate stories and people would burst out laughing. I didn't know if they were laughing at me for being an idiot for staying or they really enjoyed the stories. But that last night told me what the results were. Fantastic. Dale Carnegie, great person to follow. I've read several of his books. Um, yeah, fantastic. Thanks for bringing, up, bringing him up for sure. But yeah, it sounds like a great experience at the very end there. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> So, 
Um, what I'd like to know is uh, us being new entrepreneurs, because most of my most of my uh, followers are all brand new entrepreneurs that are less than a year in their business. So I'd like to know: is there any advice that you would give these new entrepreneurs before jumping into an entrepreneurship? Okay, I heard this long ago when I was new, and I thought, "Oh, that's ridiculous," but it's not ridiculous. And then I modified the expression: use the three Ps. Passion, purpose, and perseverance. Never give up. Something doesn't work out, try to figure out why and try a new path. Keep testing. Learn from every experience, good, bad, and different. And uh, from people, from things that don't work out, from what you read. And keep improving. Every day is a new opportunity to continue going. And that's how eventually you get to where you originally dreamed about. Yeah, I am definitely uh, in that boat, I guess you can say, because that's exactly what I did when it came to my podcast. I started out as a karaoke DJ and a music DJ, and that failed like miserably. But instead of just saying, okay, that's it, I'm done, I said, well, why didn't it work? What do I need to do? And that actually led me to my podcasting. That led me to who I am today with you, Eleanor. So, yeah, great words. Thank you very much for saying that. What I'd like to know at this point is I always talk to my my entrepreneurs about a six-month goal. And if you have a six-month goal for yourself and your business and your entrepreneurship, anything like that? Um, that's a little short. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes it exciting. Lifetime. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm obviously a baby boomer. And... You have two options, one to stay current with business and news and keep applying what you hear and read and stay current, or you can go the other route, which a number of people do in our community, give up and say, that's nonsense, I'm not going to bother, and then you're in very boring conversations. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Perseverance is the key in all regards, in my opinion. All right. And we'll definitely take that to heart, Eleanor. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, what I'd like to do now is this is your time to shine. This is a time where I'd like you to kind of advertise yourself and your books and anything that you're working on, where we can find everything. Uh, this is this is all about you at this point, Eleanor. So ready, set, go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, as you can tell, I love writing. My books take uh, took off. Oh, in fact, Hired. You want to hear a funny story about Hired? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> you can cut it afterward. Uh, probably um, not. <laughs> it wasn't published yet, but it was in my mind. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was published. It was mm -hmm. just published. We were going to meet friends in Las Vegas. And my daughter was in, in the marketing industry. And she said, oh, don't go there now because President Obama is going to be there. There's going to be a whole cavalcade of people protecting him and he won't be able to get around. Uh, find another date. And my response, really? Which hotel will he be staying at? <laughs> <laughs> so then I went to concierge to tell them about nice girls do get the sale and hired and they said i'm sorry we can't do anything for you you cannot get near the secret service you cannot get near the president stay away in fact it'll be best if you leave the hotel i said thank you so much so in my corporate experience because i was a female 
the male executives would have nothing to do with me. So I quickly learned it was the guard with guns, the secretaries, the people in the basement. They're the ones that got me into the executive office. And so I did the same thing at this hotel. I went over to where the people checked in luggage, but I didn't speak to the males. I found a female clerk and spoke to her. I said, you know, the economy just fell. People are out of work and they're counting on you to get my book hired in the president's hands. If you could accommodate me, everybody will be appreciative. I, I gave a really good story. And I said, and as a token, I'm going to give you a copy of my other book that's doing extremely well already. Nice girls do get the sale. So she said, okay, I can't promise, but I'll do what I can. I said, I really appreciate it. A month or two months later, I got a note on White House stationery, one for First Lady Michelle Obama thanking me, and second, a big, beautiful note on White House stationery from President Obama thanking me. And uh, they're on my wall, still framed today. I All was right. very proud of that. It was a good sales experience. And that just goes right. That just goes right into you. Never know what's going to happen until you get over that. I mean, I talk a lot about fear on my podcast, and this wasn't fear, but I think a lot of people would be afraid to do anything even close to that. They would have given up at the guard that you were talking to originally with, but you, on the other hand, found a way. And I really Always. love that. Yeah. So. Never, never fear. Give it a try. You never know what's going to happen. And maybe your book gets in the hands of the president. You, know? <laughs> you just you never know. No, it certainly didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Okay, we're going to get back here. Um, yeah, please tell me how we get a hold of you. What's your website? And advertise yourself a little bit. Okay. Well, the name of my company is Smooth Sale, S-A-L-E. And the underlying meaning is to develop a returning and referring clientele. It's the loyalty that helps business growth dramatically instead of always seeking out new clients. I mean, you have to continually prospect to meet new people. But in addition, you want that client loyalty. The website is https colon slash slash smooth sale s-m-o-o-t-h-s-a-l-e dot net i could not get the dot com it's dot net and um my books are there and it focuses on the blog i have content from leaders around the world on different topics and so um it's really expanded the audience and then you'll find out something about me. And then there's a tab that says speaking, but it showcases the more recent podcasts I've been on and yours will be at the top shortly. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Eleanor, thank you so much for taking time out to uh, talk to us here on the Undiscovered Entrepreneur and the rest of us true believers. Uh, I would, if it's okay with you, I'd actually like to follow up with you in about six months and see where you're standing in your entrepreneur adventure. Would you be okay with that? Absolutely. And one more detail I'd like to tell you, if that's okay, you can decide whether to include it or not. Uh -huh. um, I had such a horrible corporate experience that I was shocked. I'm very active online and I saw the nicest tweets from a gentleman and I thought I have to have a conversation with this guy to see what his story is. 
It turned out he was in the military and they trained him about inclusion, equality, and uh, equity. And then the next thing I know, he asked me to be on the Inclusion Allies Coalition Social Media Committee, which I've been on for a number of years now. And the people I've met through that organization are nothing short of remarkable. So I'm committed to that. I am still working on behalf of people who are not treated fairly as they should be to uh, make things right one day. Can only hope. Well, there you go. That's good stuff. And uh, let's go ahead and I'm going to put, hopefully I can put something like that in the show notes too, so people can look that up. Okay. Sure. All right, Eleanor, thank you so much. And uh, we will follow up with you in about six months and see how you're doing. Is that okay? That sounds great, Jesse. Thank you. And I'll send a follow-up note. I really appreciate it. Okay, school believers, thank you for joining us today and uh, stay tuned for the wrap-up, okay? Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs) All right, that was Eleanor. Wow, what an interview. (laughs) That was a lot of fun, actually. She has some fantastic stories. They just came out and uh, it just kept going. And I just wanted, I wanted to get them all. They're all staying in there. I can guarantee it. So um, some great learning experiences and definitely uh, the, uh, the theme of this basically is just don't give up no matter how bad it can be. Eleanor went through some amazing and some heart wrenching problems. I mean, with the accident and uh, going through the corporate ladder, the way she did and having, the problems that she had and she's really sticking it out there. Very inspirational, lot, very inspirational for me and any other school believers out there. I hope you were inspired too by Eleanor and her story. All right. So a little bit more about what's going on with me and my world. Uh, I am still working on trying to get out to my dad in Reno and to Podfest. Um, so if you feel the need or the want to be able to help me out, I really would appreciate it. If you just look into my website, which is uepodcast.net, and uh, look up where it says be a contributor. Look at the different ways I have for you to contribute. Um, I have GoFundMe. I have Buy Me a Coffee. I have uh, Patreon. Uh, a lot of good stuff happening there on Patreon. Uh, look into that to help me get to my goals here to see my dad and go to PodFest for this year. Uh, also, I have a new freebie that I'm working on. This is going to be really exciting. and I hope you, uh, hope you can enjoy it when it comes out. So please stay tuned. Subscribe whatever you need to do to keep in touch with uh, everything that's going on. I will have that out really, really soon. It's definitely going to help you in your entrepreneur adventure. And also, uh, I started a community in uh, X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Uh, (laughs) It's still kind of working that part out. Uh, If you go into Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it and look up the Good Pod Squad. That's right, the Good Pod Squad. If you're an indie podcaster, I would really like you to join me in the Good Pod Squad in that uh, community. We're going to help you with your podcasting adventure. Any questions you may have, we help you get your word out. Uh, all that good stuff. So join me in there. So just kind of a reminder, uh, this is going to be, uh, well, this one right now is one of three in our uh, experienced entrepreneurs. There is going to be no coaching episode next week because we are going to have number two, episode number two, number two of three of our experienced entrepreneurs. So stay tuned for that. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for a great show. Have a great evening and I will see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>
And I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now and seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.